It's an honor to always stand before you to bring God's word. Uh, I do count it a, a huge honor to do what God has called me to do. Um, I tell you, what a worship time we had tonight. God really moved in this place. And I tell you, I knew God was going to do something tonight. And I know he's going to continue to do something because just like Pastor CJ was talking about how everything has come up on the building project and my life has been very hectic as well, not to go into a whole lot of details because I don't want any pity or anything like that, but just to kind of show you where God is going with us tonight is that every time I sat down to study for this message tonight, I've got a phone call and I had to go take care of another house or I had to go take care of a kid on campus or I had to run one to the doctor or something like that. It's been constant in, uh, um, in everything, but I know God has a purpose, and I know He's building our church, and I know He's building this community for a great revival, and I am expecting it. And uh, just kind of a spoil alert before we get to the end of the message, we win. God is still on the throne. There's nothing that Satan can do to harm us, and he has lied to us for way too long. There are people in this room right now that are going through trials, that are going through troubles within the family, within the friendships, within relationships of all many different times. And Satan is a liar. And God has it in His hands. And we win. When He sent His Son to die upon a cross for our salvation, He paid a debt that we could never pay. No matter how good of a person you are, no matter how hard of a worker, you cannot pay the debt that's on your life. But Jesus freely gave His life and said, it's paid in full. So we're going to look over in Luke chapter number 14. In verse 28. Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. It says, Suppose one of you who wants to build a tower, will he not sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Let's even go into verse 29 where it says, For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him saying the fellow began to build and was not able to finish dear and father we thank you for this day we thank you for your, your many blessings and i just pray that you would use me as your mouthpiece anoint these ears to hear and let your word come forth in our life now anytime you take on a, a building project like our church or if you're trying to build your house before you can just start doing dirt work, you've got to start estimating and see, okay, how much money is this going to take? How much is this going to cost me? Do I have enough income coming in to pay the loan payments that it's going to take to pay off this bill? So you've got to count the cost of what is being done. It wasn't just a couple of weeks ago I had some problems out of my Yukon, and I had to take it to the shop. They took a look at it, and they said, okay, this is what's wrong. I didn't automatically say fix it. The first question I had is, how much is it going to cost me? 
Because the bad thing is, if you tell them to fix it and you don't have the money, what's going to happen? You probably won't be getting your car back anytime soon. So you have to count the cost and see if that is worth you buying, trading, whatever the cost is. Let's look at the cost of what it is to follow Christ. Because you know, uh, as a follower of Christ, he told his disciples to sell everything and follow him. And that's exactly what he's calling us to do. It's not just a free ride, just come to an altar and get help for the need. He's wanting something out of us. He's expecting us to do his work. So if we also flip over to Matthew chapter number 19, starting in verse 16. Matthew chapter 19, starting in verse 16. It says, Now a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? What do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. This is, this is, this is only one who is good. If you want eternal life, obey the commandments. Which ones? The man inquired. Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor thy father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Let's stop there for a second. So the first thing it is to counting the cost to follow Christ is that we have to follow the rules that God has set before us through the Ten Commandments, through the word of, of the scriptures that He has given us. We don't get to choose which ones we want to follow. He says, if you're going to follow me, you're going to keep my commandments. And you're going to keep them all. You're going to take the good with the bad and with the ugly. And that's the way God is. He's a loving God, he's, but He's a just God. And so, I believe that's the reason why He sent His Son, because He knows us humans have problem with authority. I mean, truthfully, even as kids, we don't like adults telling us what to do. We get as teenagers, it really gets bad. You ain't my boss. I make my own decision. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. Sorry to bust your bubbles, teenagers. Uh, yes, adults know what you're going through. Some of us might have been there a little bit longer than others, but... We've all been there at one time or another. But, so I believe God was like, you know, these humans, they're going to have a little bit of problem following my rules. So I need to send an answer for them. So he sent his son to die upon that cross, just like I was talking about just a few minutes ago, to pay the debt that we could never pay. That's one of the rewards, even though we have to count the cost and we have to give our life and we have to submit to all these authorities that God gives us. The reward to that is it's all been paid for. And believe me, knowing my life, the things I've done, the ways I have fallen, I sure didn't deserve it. But God loved me so much that he did not give on me. And he gave his son to die for me. And he gave his son to die for you. So we have to submit ourselves to 
the laws that God gives us. And one of the things that God tells us to do is that we have to give our whole life, 100% of our life over to Him. So many times we like to keep certain part of our lives. God, if you take care of my bills, I'll take care of my family. If you take care of this problem that's arising, I'm going to take care of my friendships. But that's not what God's asking. He said, I want your family. I want your kids. I want your friends. I want everything. I want the movies you watch. I want the music you listen to. I want 100% of your life. We are not our own. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we need to give 100% of our life to His will. And we just need to surrender and say, God, whatever I need to do for you, here I am, I surrender, and I'm going to serve you. It was spoken right before service began. For me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. That should be a statement that's in each and every one of our homes. For me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. That's one thing I try to teach my, my two kids. And I, I kind of had an idea of actually having Kendall up here tonight, but with everything that went on at home, it, it was best that the little ones kind of stayed with Miss Brittany tonight. But I thought about having little Kendall up here in my arms, and you know, I would do anything for that little girl. I would lay up my own life down to protect hers. I would do that for my son James. But I do know in the end, they are not mine. God blessed us with those children. God has also blessed us with many other kids since we have been at New Beginnings. And as much as I would die for each and every one of them as well, they're not mine. They belong to Jesus Christ. And I need to do what I've been told to do, and that's to live the life, to share the life into them. To train them up in the Word of God. You know, with both, both of our biological kids, kid, uh, James and Kendall, we went through the dedication service like we normally do with babies. And you know, at that moment, when you decide to give your child a dedication service, you are saying, God, I thank you for this blessing that you have given me, but I know you are their father. They belong to you. You keep your hands of protection upon them and you allow me to guide them in the right way. Let's also look at some more calls. Not just giving, not just surrendering to the laws that God gives us and not only giving our friends and our family and our loved ones to God, but we also got to sell our possessions. You know, in the chapter, or in the set of verses right before we started in verse 16, it talks about the rich young man. 
It actually, in the section, the passage that we're reading from 16 to verse 30, it talks about a rich man and how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom because he's got so much wealth, he's got so much material blood that he thinks he's more powerful than God. And he don't want to give those things up. He doesn't want to give up his things. Don't we see that in our culture today? You're only successful if you have the biggest boat, the biggest yacht. Have the airplane. That's how we measure success here in America. But guess what? That's not success. It's all about have you led somebody to Christ. So we have to be willing. Yes, it's nice to have boats and cars and trucks and ATVs. It's nice to have those things. But when we put those things in front of God, then that's where we have a problem. A lot of times it's not the major sins that we always talk about, the lusting and the adultery and the pornographic. It's not those things that would kill a, a family fast. It's the small things. People get so caught up in the baseball, in which I love baseball, but they get so caught up in baseball and they make that a God in their life. They'd rather be out on the baseball field than a church any day. Same with any sports. I knew people that went to church, but you never saw them during hunting season. They would not even walk through the door of a church if it was a hunting season of any kind. And they worship that hunting as a God. And we get ourselves into trouble very easily. We have to be willing to separate our entertainment and our Heavenly Father. It's good to have fun, but we need to worship God for who He is. We need to make time every day. And this is one thing I, I probably hound at the youth constantly. We have to have a daily prayer life. We have to have a daily Bible reading. Studying God's Word and being in His presence. That is an all-time thing we need. But a lot of people, we get into the mindset, you know, I go to church on Sunday, I go to church every Wednesday. I can go two or three days without reading my Word. I can go two or three days without praying. No, you can't. If you're really wanting your spiritual life to, to really strive... You cannot take one day off. I know it's good for people to take vacation. I love my vacations. But you cannot, you cannot afford to take a vacation from God. Because every time you slip and say, Oh, I forgot to pray, but you know, it's okay. You're opening the door for Satan to step his ugly foot in. So it needs to be constant that we are praying and spending time in prayer. Spending time connected to that life source that Pastor CJ talked about on Sunday. So we got to be able to follow the rules. 
we got to sell all of our possessions for God. And we got to leave our family and friends to Him. That costs a whole lot. Look at Job. He loved God. He was a wealthy man. Had a great family. Great friends. Lost it all. Because Satan bet God that he could make him turn on him. But Job was, had his eyes in the right place. I believe Job was a man that prayed daily. That studied his word daily. Yes, he was tempted. Even his own wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? He listened to temptation of some of his friends. But in the end, he kept true. And he gained everything back. Plus more. And that's what I want you to realize tonight. If you give God everything your life, your family, your friends, your music, your everything that could ever take a place in your life. If you give it over to God, it's not going to be a bed of roses that so many people think it will be. It will be a hard road, but you've got the comforter to walk through it with you. You've got the peacemaker that's going to take every problem upon itself. You've got the comforter to give you comfort in those terrible nights. And the joy that comes in the morning. I was talking to my wife as I was getting ready for this sermon. And she knew I was struggling. And I'm, I'm going to be very open with you tonight. I was struggling preparing for this message tonight. Because I knew what God was wanting me to say. And through the events that I've had in my personal life and through the New Beginnings Children's for the last two to three weeks, it's been very much of a struggle. And so the words that are coming out of my mouth is not mine. They are God's. And they are hitting me like daggers into my life. Because I know I need to listen just as well. And even when those stressful times come into my life, I have to look at Satan and say, you're a liar. Jesus already took care of this. You need to leave me alone. And that's when I need to get to praying. That's when I need to get really into the depths of the Word of God. Because like I already said, we know the cost. It's going to take everything from us to serve God. But the rewards is so much greater. We have a blessed hope. We're not just on this earth and then we're just there. No, we have a blessed hope. As long as we give our life to Christ, we have that relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to be able to die going to heaven. Spend eternity with the one that created us. And boy, is that going to be a joyful time. You think worship around here was awesome. That's just a little taste of what it's going to be. And the freedoms that we're going to have, 
man, the freedoms. The stress, the worry's over. But the only way to get there is we got to sell out completely, 100%. Knowing that we have to give it all, but we're gaining so much more than we could ever pay. Dear enough, Father, we just thank you for this day. I thank you for every member of this church that is here tonight. I just pray that you would continue to be with them. You know every situation. You know everything that is going on in each one of their lives. And I just pray that your hands are upon them, that you are working things out for their good, Lord Jesus, that you are preparing great things for their life. Let them know that you're there to wrap your arms around them and that you love them. Hallelujah. Thank you. If you're here tonight and you're struggling in any area of your life, it may be spiritual uh, trouble, it may be emotional trouble, it may be family trouble, financial trouble. There is nothing too big, there's nothing too small for God. And He cares about all of us and He cares about your needs. And I know we're kind of ending a little bit early, but that's, that's fine. Because I believe God is going to have something for somebody tonight. And I definitely want to, I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm, I'm just speaking to take up moments. Because we don't know what God has in store. And I definitely want to leave room for the Holy Spirit to work in this place tonight. And I'm just going to ask everybody in this room to find a place, whether it's up here at the altar, you know this is always open. Don't be afraid of it. Because a lot of time God just wants you to step out and to wade into the water a little bit deeper. So find a place here at the altars. Find a place at your chair. And let's just spend some time in, in God's presence. Search our hearts. And first off, and see if we have completely count the cost and given our life completely over to Christ. And if we haven't, then make that decision tonight. Don't leave here without making that decision. If you look at your life and you know you have counted the cost and you've given everything, then give God all those stress, all of those worries, all of that pain, all of that hurts, and leave it as it's free. You don't have to take it with you. And if you could say, Brother Vincent, you know, everything's going great in my life at this time. I'm closer to God than I've ever been before. Know that that not everybody in this area is that way. So stand in the gap for somebody that you know that may be struggling. Stand in the gap for some of these kids that are dealing with separation anxiety and all the other things that goes along with it. There are kids hurting all over this world and they need somebody to intercede for them. So let's just find this place and just pray.